We came here to do a job. Uh, we wanted to get through the tag, and we're in the we're in the draw for the group stages. It was a difficult performance. We had to be resilient and fight tonight. I think we can play better, uh, you know. But yeah, to progress to to this stage is uh, is pleasing. This is the Go Radio Football Show podcast, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go. Celtic and Rangers scraped through last night to the Europa League group stages. Ten million pounds each on the way for that. Rangers are going to face Lyon, Sparta Prague and Bronby, the Danish champions. Celtic have Bayer Leverkusen, Real Betis of Seville and familiar name Ferenc Varos. Sadly, St Johnson and Aberdeen, their journey is over and we are now just, what, 42 hours and 57 minutes away from Sunday afternoon, high noon at Ibrox Rangers against Celtic. A man who knows all about that game, Barry Ferguson. Barry, how excited are you for this match on Sunday? Yeah, can't wait. That's the European Games over with last night and now it's looking ahead to, to Sunday at 12 o'clock. Um, I think it's going to be a, a real ding-dong. Two teams that like attacking. Um, and I expect there to be a few goals, Paul, so I'm really looking forward to Sunday. And a few desperate moments for both of them last night. Celtic started off so well, that early mm. goal from Kyogo, and then a couple of disasters at the back. But they rallied and they're through when so often they would have gone out. Yeah, listen, the most important thing for both Rangers and Celtic is they're in the, the group stages. Um, it's a bonus if you play well. Both of them didn't play to their capabilities. But the most important thing is they've got £10 million and now they're in the group stages. And as you just mentioned there, the groups, both sets of players will be, will be really looking forward to it. Some top teams in it. Um, so the most important thing, as I said, was getting through. Must have been a moment last night, Mark Weedy. Celtic, a great start for them. But then those two blunders, uh, which put them 2-1 down by half-time. Rangers, they hadn't played brilliantly. It was 43 degrees, as you know, over there. Uh, but they are through, despite missing so many chances. Uh, the, the most important thing, Paul, is just to get through. So they're there. They've both got the 10 million quid each. They've got really good draws as well, which they'll be excited about. Last night, Rangers, Morelos has missed a couple of good chances. They really should have won fairly comfortably. Um... And for Celtic, brilliant goal um, uh, to, to get it opened up so early. And then the mistakes, as you say, between the two goals. Stephen Welsh, it should have been a, a routine clearance. And then Joe Hart, don't know quite what he was thinking about, and Carol Starfield. But I suppose the positive for Celtic, Paul, if you compare it to last season, they were making those kind of mistakes, Barkas and at the back, and they were being punished. Last night they've made mistakes, but they've managed to hang on and get, and get through. So I think that's a positive that those kind of mistakes are out the way and it's not been too costly. There'll be 50,000 Rangers fans there, no Celtic fans on Sunday. What do you reckon? What's going to happen? 0808 17 17 700, breaking news at five. Yep, we heard it this morning. Cristiano Ronaldo is on his way to England. He's on his way to Manchester. But it's Manchester United. Barry, he returns, well, where it all really started for him. Today, it looked as though he was going to cross the, the divide there. But no, he's off to United. Yeah, I've been watching Sky News all day and I've seen um, Ollie Gunnar Schulzer's, um interview and he, he would say, listen, this is the place for him. He's a legend at the club and it's just crazy how it's it's turned. It. Look, yesterday we was going to Man City and then uh, today, obviously, he's returned to Man United. We're just watching some of his clips. Um, listen, 36 years of age, but he looks after himself he, he's a supreme yeah. athlete and what a player and um, I'm sure the Man United fans will be absolute buzzing with that and he's changed his game hasn't he to suit the... yeah you've, you've got to change your game as you get older um, he's not as mobile but he's, he's still got so much quality 
and you, you can't turn a player down like Ronaldo. Are you wishing now that Messi had gone to Man City and we would have seen Messi up against Ronaldo? I would like Ronaldo? to see both of them up in Scotland, yep. but I don't think that will <laughs> that, happen. But listen, two, two players um, that have been going for player of the year, world player of the years, the amount of goals that both of them have scored and the level of consistency of both players is phenomenal. Mark, it's box office, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the English Premier League this season, yet again, it is the biggest in the world and I suppose that's why they want to, to be here. It's not for the weather, but it is, uh, it's the biggest. And, and fair play to Manchester United because I, I thought yeah. I'm just going with the reports that he's going to Man City. So that's a coup um, for Man United to, to get him back. And you wonder what that does psychologically. Um, you look and see... And, you know, I didn't think Man United would beat the races at all, Paul Ibonis, for the title. But now that they've signed Ronaldo, mm. you've got to regard them now as serious players. And this could be the one. They've not won it since 2012. May 2022, right. 10 years on. Could it be the first one in, in 10 years? Ronaldo's got to put them right into the mix. Yeah, it was that season, wasn't it? Fergie's last 12, yeah. 13 was his last year. Who would have believed it? Nobody thought that Man United would win it. Uh, this year, Man City, Chelsea, maybe Liverpool. I didn't think anyone mentioned them at all. And second best isn't enough for them, but they've, they've as Mark says, they've almost had 10 years being uh, runners-up yeah, or, or less. It's a long time for a club like Man United. Yeah. They were so used to um, winning titles or coming a, a, a close second. Um, so it's been a barn spell, barn 10 years. Mm. But a signing like Ronaldo, and they've done good business over the, the summer. Mm. They've went and they've, they've spent a bit of money and for me, I still think Chelsea will be the, the team that will, will win the league, but Man United now with signing Ronaldo are, are going to be up there. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland captain, Mark Guidi, best in the business, and uh, loads of your calls coming in, 0808 17 17 700, and we're on the socials as well. We hear from Gally McAllister shortly. Uh, they flew back today, that long six-hour journey. We heard him on uh, this morning. We'll hear more from him, and then we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu as well. So, uh, easier journey for Celtic, uh, but at least both of them are through, Barry. Yeah, that's the most important thing. In, in terms of, of Rangers, I think I've spoke to the medical staff. I think they've done what? the right thing. They've got a, a full night's sleep after a, a tough game. Um, they were doing a, a, a loosen in the, the swimming pool, um, doing their recovery stuff, and then they're going to arrive back in round about uh, just now. Um, so I don't think it'll affect them. I think they've done the right thing. But listen, the sports science, the way that they're looked after, the, the recovery things that they do nowadays... Um, tiredness will not come into the equation on Sunday. And we'll talk about who will be playing for Rangers because they were decimated pretty much by COVID. Uh, it looks good, but doesn't you, you it? You say decimated, yeah. but you look at the team. I know. Yeah, it, sure. It's still a strong team. Yeah. They had out last night, apart from young McCrory, who has got good experience. Mm -hmm. We're just speaking off air. He's played 100 or so games um, with Livingston, um, Morton, and Queen of the South. But apart from that, if you looked at the outfield 10, they played the vast majority of the season, the last maybe two or three months. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with, with Patterson coming for Tavernier, um, he he was great last year. So they still had a strong team out last night. And those temperatures, Mark, they needed it. Is there going to be any transfer activity? We're going on the lines now, but we're watching as well. Four days, five hours, 50 minutes to go. Transfer window? I mean, what's happening with Morelos? Is he staying or going? Uh, what about Edouard, who did well for Celtic last night? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how both squads uh, finish up on, on Tuesday night, Paul, but there will be movement. They'll be coming. Do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, Big they're, ones? Big... Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they'll, be, they'll be big moves okay. um, coming. Those stuff. Mm -hmm. I think there will be. Look, put it this way, there's, there's, there's got to be. Mm -hmm. Particularly at Celtic, you know, there's got to be, you know, I've mentioned sure. many times in terms of their net spend in this calendar year. They've, they've got a surplus of millions. They've now just banked themselves into Europe. The manager's got to be backed. 
and he's missing at least three quality players in different positions. If they don't back the manager now, it's, it's a poor call from the Celtic hierarchy. They've got to back the manager and bring in the players that he wants. They've got a real chance now, Celtic. They shouldn't blow it. They should learn their lessons from last season. I see Chris Sutton as well winding them up in the telly last night. What was it he was saying again about time to... Well, yeah. You used the phrase wipe the floor. Yeah, it's a just chance winding to wipe it up. The floor, yeah. yeah, Barry, what do you make of that? Chris Sutton saying. I never, some days I've got to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was training <laughs> last night, but that's sorry for these. Listen, he, he's wanting to see, like all Celtic supporters, they want to see more players come through the door because um, you need a competitive squad. Um, and that's exactly what I think Postacoglu will want. He'll want another two or three in the door before Tuesday night. Sean's on the line, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, guys. Hopefully your weekend is enjoyable and you remember Monday. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I had a dream yesterday Rangers will win 3-1, but I'm still neg um, still a wee bit worried about Sunday if they'll score first. But mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to Sunday and fingers crossed Rangers can do it because, to be honest, I'm worried if Rangers get beat and... Um, we might start to struggle a wee bit. So I'm, but I'm looking forward to Sunday and fingers crossed uh, behave, fans behave yourself yeah. and don't cause any trouble after it. Sure. So it's an ABBA job from Sean. He has a dream that's going to be 3 1. He had a dream last year, Barry, as we know, 25 points. I think Chris Sutton was winding it up, saying, you know, Rangers full house, yeah, it could be good for them, could go against them or whatever, just winding up the opposition well, fans. If you're a professional, yeah. Paul, if you've got a full house, you've got to be motivated by that. that that's what playing football's all about. Going out and playing in front of packed stadiums with, with your own fans. As I say, I'll go back to it, I would prefer if it was. 42,000 Rangers fans and 8 or so thousand Celtic fans but that's the way it is but listen you shouldn't need any more motivation you're playing against your biggest rivals you've got a full house you've got to look forward to that What do you feel about the squad? Any news? I know we're waiting to hear yeah. when the team lands but do you expect that most of them you know, Ryan Kent will be okay the goalkeeper Alan McGregor hopefully back as well James We just Tavern, need to wait and see yeah. um, Gary McAllister says he hopes that there's going to be four or five um, but you're only speculating just now we just need to wait and see but again I'll go back to it I think the, the starting 11 was strong enough mm. last night it was a good enough starting 11 and I wouldn't be too concerned if that was a starting 11 going into the game on Sunday Mark? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a more than capable starting lineup. It's a home game for Rangers. They have got the 50,000 fans. That should be an advantage. And the Rangers fans, I, I, you know, I think the noise could be at a totally different level, Paul, mm. from what we've had before. Because yeah. you think about it, Rangers haven't, in terms of in front of supporters, Rangers haven't played Celtic um, in front of fans for um, almost two years at Ibrox, mm. when, you, when you think about it. So they will be absolutely champing at the bit. It should be an advantage. And on Sunday, it's a chance once and for all for the Rangers players to put to bed these theories yeah. that mm -hmm. they don't like playing in front of their own supporters. It suited them when the stadiums were empty. All those accusations that have been made against them, this is a chance to, to put it to bed and go and win the first Old Firm game of the season. Yeah, you're spot on. That, that's yep. what everybody's talking about. Rangers' lack of forum is due to fans being back in the stadium. Well, there's no better game to put that right and go out and put a performance in. Sean, who are your scorers then? If you think 3-1 Rangers is Morelos back on form, missed a few chances last night. Well, I thought Morelos was actually quite poor yesterday, but I think he'll get a goal. Uh, I think Morelos will score one. I think Ruth will get one. And I think um, Tavernier will score a free kick. Okay. And the Celtic scorer, given that you've got the crystal ball out there and you're usually pretty uh, good. Celtic goal scorer will be the Chinese boy. The, the yeah. Kyogo, the, the Japanese player. Yeah. Yep, Kyogo. Okay, so 3-1. Uh, 
0808-1717-700. Are you going to the game tomorrow, Sean? Uh, well, it's Sunday, so I'll not be able to get Oh, Sunday. Oh, well done, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's on it. Oh. <laughs> I speared him a moment ago and he came straight <laughs> back. Sean Paul's <laughs> raging. <laughs> he's laughing, but he's not happy. Uh, oh. I was going to ask Barry, uh, Stephen Gerrard as well, was a manager going to be available to be, be in the dugout? And from a, a managerial perspective, Barry, or when you were a player, is that significant? I think it is. I think it's significant to have your manager there. If it's not, I think that's a blow if the manager's not there. A hundred percent. He's a leader. He's the one that's in the dressing room motivating people. Um, once across that white line, they've got to take it by themselves. But I think that the biggest miss last night was the manager not being there. He was on the phone. There was a Zoom going on as well, apparently, Mark, as you know, uh, doing your stuff and checking it out. Sean, you didn't ask the question, will you be there on Sunday? Um... Unfortunately, I'll not be there on Sunday, but I'll have a nice bottle of whiskey. All right, but you're not going to be at the match. Well, we'll just go easy uh, on the drinking there, Sean. Um, Yep, you reckon 3 1. Cheers, Sean. Thanks for calling 0808 17 17 700. Looking forward to the game. (laughs) A bottle of whiskey. I know, that's exactly. I think we had to at that point. A couple of beers. I I think he just means one or two from them. Sean, go easy. Surely it's not a bottle. Sean, not the whole bottle. He's just gone, actually. To make the off-life. Change it to half bottle. Yep. <laughs> Responsible early drinking. Yeah. Yep, it's going to be Sunday. Oh, We're on yeah. there from half 11. Barry, looking forward to it. You, David Yeah, Robin. look, I, I think there's... Um, certainly with, with Celtic, the way they've started the season, Paul, they're a real attack-minded team. They leave it wide open at the back. We all know that. There's been a couple of mistakes. But in the other hand, Rangers are an attack-minded team. So I, I think it's going to be a real ding-dong. I think it's going to be waves of attack. Rangers on the attack. Mm-hmm breaks down Celtic it'll go for it so I'm really looking forward to it Paul, Paul I think it's going to be a cracker on Sunday Here's Gary McAllister looking forward to Sunday From the very onset of pre-season you know the, the fact is we, we haven't been able to pick, pick the same team two games in a row due to a lot of issues but it's only issues that every club have got to adapt adapt to you know with the players coming back from red zones with players coming back late from uh, the, the Euros players from Copa America with the players who did little niggly injuries with the Covid issues so we want to get some rhythm and we want to play a nice free-flowing style of football so that's up until now we've not been able to pick a team to, to get that rhythm as we speak it's growing we're coming closer together and that's that's the thing no matter who's available for the game on Sunday it's just that tight tightness and coming together and whoever we put on the pitch on, on Sunday they'll be, they'll be fully committed because Mark it was been a patchy start you can hear him saying they're beginning to come together yeah I mean the key thing there that gets from that interview with Gary McCasker that they're looking to find a rhythm and it's been disruption after disruption during pre-season so that that, that can be I'm not saying it's, a, it's an excuse but that can be a reason for why Rangers haven't got, got into their flow I also think as well if you assess Rangers over the competitive games this season albeit they get a clean sheet last night but you look at them like the goal the, I think the first goal the second goal they conceded at Ross County Rangers when they conceding goals like that mm. last season it's just like that a wee bit of urgency is missing a wee bit of sharpness you're that kind of um, you know putting your body in the line as I say defensively and then up top as well just trying to get that um, rhythm back but as we said Kima Roof available he will be champing at the bit to get, to get selected he's been suspended from Europe so he's clean bill of health you know a week's training under his belt John Lundstrom as well didn't travel yesterday because he was suspended. Um, he's got a lot to prove. The Rangers supporters, rightly so, um, very, very unsure about him in terms mm-hmm. of what he's going to bring to the party. So, again, a managerial decision. Do you look at Lundstrom because he's fresh, because he's got a week under his belt, or can you trust him to get him play 
in this game on Sunday, do you stick to the to the, the more tried and tested, your Steve Davises, your, your Aribos, your Kamaras, which I think he probably well, I can't see him playing. I think that's the three will go be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the midfield yep. three. If you're asking my opinion, yeah, that's are. the best midfield three just now. Mm-hmm. They're trusted, aren't they? Yeah, but I, I can see him maybe putting Aribo, what he's done against Celtic in the mm-hmm. past, put Aribo out on the right, mm-hmm. and Arfield comes in and, and replaces uh, Aribo. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what's starting 11. Um, but they're definitely look. There's no, there's no hiding away from it. They're, they've not had anywhere near top form yet, um, and that will be a concern. But it could be a factor with COVID and injuries. But listen, everybody's got to cope with that. Who do you think is in as favourites? Is it Rangers, Rangers, the champions? Yep. I think Rangers are favourites. Yeah. Mark, home advantage. I would make Rangers very slight, very slight favourites. But but yeah. But I mean, again, we don't know. We'll see the starting eleven. From both sides at quarter to 11 on Sunday morning but for me the most important player and I know we spoke about the manager but on the pitch if Alan McGregor isn't available that's a major blow to the because we said Monday night before we knew about any potential issues it could come down to who's the best goalkeeper on Sunday and I agree with Barry it'll be ding dong it'll be back and forward both sides will, will attack Alan McGregor is, is, is key to Rangers getting a victory with the greatest respect to Robbie McCrory um, it's not Alan McGregor. Could be fascinating, isn't it? And, and, you know, Joe Hart, nobody has been a stronger uh, proponent for him than you, Barry, because you played with him. But last night, that was uh, inexplicable that he didn't just boot the ball up the park. Yeah, but listen, they're only human. Players do make mistakes. But the good thing about Joe Hart, he's made some great saves after. Mm-hmm. It's easy to go and feel sorry for yourself and go into a shell. Um, but that shows what type of character Joe Hart is because he, he made two or three fantastic saves after that initial mistake. Yeah. And you can see the mentality yeah. mm-hmm. That's, and it's exactly what you need you know for some goalkeepers they would get into their shell they would crumble we've seen it with Barkas for example they would crumble oh. but you look at that mentality from Joe Hart made a mistake yeah but I'm going to get on with it mm-hmm. I won't let you down again and he didn't he turned in a brilliant performance can you remember when you last looked forward to a Rangers Celtic game as much as this Sunday I, I look forward to them all <laughs> um, yeah. just because it's the first game First old firm game of the with season. the fans. Yep, especially with the fans back. As I say, I'll go back to it. The only disappointing thing is it's not what it should be with uh, the Brimland Road end fully Celtic supporters and then the three stands fully Rangers supporters. But listen, it is what it is when we go on with it. But I'm looking forward to it. First game of the season. Then it goes and shows who wants to, to lead for the front. Whoever wins it, then they'll take so much confidence from this. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. The weekend is underway. It's not just any weekend. It's the Old Firm weekend. Rangers against Celtic Sunday, 12 o'clock. We'll be on from 11.30. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney. And we'll take you throughout the afternoon. It's on Sky as well, of course. The, the commentary team there can't wait to the match itself. Loads of comments coming in, your predictions for the game, what is going to happen, and everyone talking about it. But last night, yeah, it was close for Rangers in the afternoon, nil-nil, but they're through after the one goal. It was Morella's goal last week, and 43 degrees, but they flew back. They'll be back in Glasgow shortly. We'll know when they're in, because Barry Ferguson's phone will start pinging, won't it, Mark? I reckon it'll be all the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on the ball. He knows the score at the wee recovery session. All that. He's got all the... He's got all the detail. He'll be primed and ready to go for Sunday on air half 11. Yep. And what about Celtic then? How will they be feeling? Another goal yesterday from Kyogo. I mean, what a start. Let's hear from the manager um, already looking forward to Sunday's game. His first as the manager of Celtic against Rangers. Obviously, each derby game has its own significance. This one um, has worldwide significance in that it's, you know, 
one of the most famous fixtures uh, globally. So you kind of understand the significance of it. And, um, you know, whilst you know, as, a, as a manager, sometimes you just say, well, it is just another game. You know, it's not because of what it means, particularly what it means to our supporters and, and what it means to, to this football club. So it's a big game. It's one of the fixtures you obviously look forward to every year. And, um, you know, it's going to be a cracking atmosphere. And, uh, again, it's why we want to be involved. We want to be involved in big games uh, where there's uh, extra significance to the result. And uh, that'll certainly be the case on Sunday expectations not as high as they would be well this time last year for a Celtic manager coming to Rangers or do the Celtic fans think that Ange Ball is going to work at Ibrox on Sunday I think they do Paul I think there's a real confidence amongst the the, the Celtic supporters that you know despite the fact that it's 50,000 Rangers supporters it's the champions and albeit Rangers have been a sticky start if we want to put it that way they're still the champions they still know what it's about they still know what it takes to go and win a big game you know they've not lost any of the, the, the big players um, you know one or two of them might not be in top form but they've not lost any of the big players and this is an opportunity for Rangers to go and show that they're, that they're back on it and can uh, retain the title but for Celtic I'm not saying they go there with nothing to lose but I think they are the slight underdogs but there's a, there's a level of expectation um, from the fans and again just listen to Ange Postacoglu there he's good Paul you know he's, he's talking about the fixture he gets it said Wednesday night it was on as well the way he handled the whole Kyogo situation from protecting his player and showing a bit of love towards him to being respectful and complimenting Rangers for the way that they handled the situation. I think I said he's raised the bar. See when it comes to to the old firm and the tit for tat and all the nonsense that goes on between supporters and between the football clubs from boardroom level down. He showed a real level of maturity and he's shown a good bit of leadership there and and he set the bar. For, for, for the rest uh, to follow he really gets it and um, been very very impressed with him I need to correct him there he says it's one of the most famous games it is the most <laughs> famous game um, and he'll he'll find that out on in, in Sunday but I, I'm sure he'll be he'll be looking forward to it um, but I, I've got to be honest with you what Mark's just said I've been very impressed with him when, that, when you listen to him doing interviews post-match and pre-match um, he speaks very well in the the Kyogo um, thing that he dealt with, Dinson that he dealt with, I thought he dealt with that brilliantly. Um, it was it was him that brought him here. Um, he feels that he needs to support him. Um, and also, he gave Rangers a pat in the back for the way they dealt with it. And they dealt with it within 24 hours. Class. The clubs yep. right at the top should take a leaf out of that man's book. Absolutely. You know, coming into this country yeah. and he's showing us how it should be done. These are yeah. two, you know, amazing institutions here. But they need sometimes to have a look at themselves and say, let's, I mean, the thing about fans at both of the grounds, please get a grip on that one. Yeah. Barry just said it is the biggest in the world, bigger than El Clasico. I know it's not the yeah. same city, but Real Madrid, Barcelona? Yep. Yep. 100%. Is yeah. that all you're saying? Yep. It's <laughs> not 100%. I, look, I, I just, I, I'm not just saying it because I've played in it. I, I've took various different people. Um, for different countries who have asked me to take them to the games and it, their eyes are wide open They're, they just sit there and they can't believe the atmosphere they build up to it when you they wake up in the morning and you take them to the game and they just see the amount of fans that are there and the way the game's played it because I know myself it's played at an almighty pace 100 mile an hour at times um, but as I said I think it is the best one What advice would you give him? I know you're not going to give the Celtic manager advice but you know, beforehand, how to cope with the pressure and the noise? Well, my advice, I hope he doesn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, but listen, uh, I, I'm not a big one. Like going and, and I, just you'll not experience anything like this before. Mm -hmm. The the atmosphere, um, as I say, it's just sad that his own supporters will not be there because I think that makes it mm -hmm. that makes an old firm game for me. But he will not experience this type of atmosphere before ever in his career. Mark, you've been a world traveller for the Sunday Mail and all the different places. Boca yeah. Juniors <clears throat> against River Plate. Is that not the biggest? Hey, I've never been to that one before, so I can't <laughs> say. But certainly, there's a rivalry. There's rivalry all around the world, but certainly in the UK, the the, the marker for me that that Rangers Celtic is the biggest certainly in in the UK. Mm -hmm. As you look at the managers, you know Graham Souness, Martin O'Neill. You look at the barrier they've played and the amount of players that once they sample an old firm, they can't wait mm -hmm. to get back yeah. up again yeah. from down. So all the right. biggest clubs, your Liverpool's, your Man United's, mm -hmm. Chelsea's, they all want to come and be a part of a, a of a Celtic region. So that's why for me, undoubtedly in the UK. It's the biggest and the best. It's a brilliant experience. That's what every single person I've took to the games um, have said. What an experience. Um, to sample that sort of atmosphere. There's nothing like it. We're just jealous. I'm, I'm only trying to throw you some other games there. I mean, you hear it this morning, Jim White, Simon Jordan yeah. on Talk Sport, and uh, John Hartson was on, Ali McCoyce was on. They were absolutely yeah. buzzing there from Ibrooks. And who came in but Graham Souness, your old pal. He arrived from the airport, came straight in, he phoned Jim. He says, you didn't call me back. Jim says, I'm on air, but Souness turned up. Everyone looking forward to it uh, for the match on Sunday. Yeah, it grabs you. Yeah. Mark made a good point. Players who have came and gone, retired, always come back to the games that's how much it means to these people yeah the scramble for tickets mm -hmm. you, must, you must have had some headaches over the years yep and, and you only get a certain amount of tickets you've got to mm -hmm. let people down um, how many but, How many uh, do players get is it half a dozen or I don't depend you were the captain I was in charge of the tickets <laughs> 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 Barry Kai declared how many he got right, go radio exclusive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you get a certain amount um but I used to get a wee bit extra. <laughs> a wee bit more. Yeah, but, but as I said to you before, Paul, yeah. it's when I went to clubs down down south and when I walked in and the first thing they said to me was going to take me up to a Rangers-Celtic yep. game. Because some are Rangers fans, some are Celtic fans. So you would go up as a team, you would take 20 players up and obviously it would be split down the middle. So in the morning of the game, you wake up in the hotel, you go down, you do what you do, we'd have a beer or two. And then the Celtic ones go into one minibus and then the Rangers fans would go into the dinner bus. Who's the most famous player then that you saw sneaking in to to, to Ibrox or to Celtic Park at an old firm game? You weren't balling because you were playing. Mark, I'm just trying to think. Wayne Rooney, he came up, didn't he, for an old firm game? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, with Stephen Gerrard before he got the Rangers job. Yeah. Although I, yeah. often, I often think, I wonder if he'd a wee sneaky and he was up in a wee, a wee recce ah, yeah. at that point. It was just a couple of months before he got the job. Um, so ah, you think yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. So um, I, yeah. I was... I was all the foreign guys that you've played with and there were many over the years at Rangers who absolutely got it who absolutely knew what it was about and embraced it and, and got it that, that's one of the easiest questions I can answer um, we spoke to him last Monday Arthur, Arthur Newman mm -hmm. yep. he embraced it he got it to be fair you, you know what Dutch are labelled they're a wee bit arrogant I don't mind that I don't mind that but see the Dutch boys they got it most of the foreign bodies got it Big George oh, Hammer oh. Yeah, another one. I mean, I, I could go on the list. Quite lucky that I played with a number of players that really got it and, and bought right into it, bought into the atmosphere, bought it into what it meant to the the fans. Um, so, yep, Arthur Newman, Big George. I mean, I could go through. There's a, a long list of these guys, but who's springing to mind are the both players you just mentioned there? And who are they in the current team then? At the moment, 
in the Celtic team then who Callum McGregor knows he's the captain what it's all about you can see Joe Hart has got it hasn't he in his experience he's really a, a leader there I'm trying to think of yeah. Joe Hart when I was at Birmingham did, did he come up because I, I brought the Birmingham boys up um, well, but I don't want to put him in trouble I'm going to see that you better I don't know if Joe Hart was uh, had come up to the game I'll need to, I'll need check, to your, make, yeah, I'll check. check with your lawyer discreet inquiries <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yep. Ronaldo is on his way to Manchester and it's Manchester United. If only he was coming to Glasgow. Is one of your T-shirts yeah. on, Paul? Has he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on the line. It's Frank's on, a Celtic fan. Uh, Frank, good evening. Evening, Paul. Evening, Barry. Evening, Mark. Hi, Frank. Frank. Um, All right, what a, a roller coaster last night, wasn't it? It was a bit of the old uh, nails getting butt to the quick, but there we go. That's Celtic uh, in Europe in terms of defence, but... You know, we'll get better. And um, the mistakes we made last night, they'll be sorted and yeah. they'll become less over time. So the most important thing from last night, apart from obviously qualifying, yep. was that Celtic played in the Celtic way from the first minute. And they didn't veer from it. As we all knew, Ange wouldn't allow that to happen anyway. Ange has got one style, one, one motive, if you like, one way of playing. And that style last night... Um, it's the style we'll see in the six Champions League games that's coming up, Champions League, I beg your pardon, Europa League yeah. games that are coming up as well. Mm -hmm. And what's refreshing for me as a Celtic fan, I've waited so long for this, is that he fears no one. He doesn't. He's not going to be, do the old, uh, let's, uh, let's settle in for 20 minutes and see how it goes before we start playing. We'll go for it for the first minute. And I think we'll see that on Sunday as well. And there's no saying, Rangers might beat us on Sunday. Um, we might beat Rangers. But regardless of what happens, there is no stopping this train. And this train is something that I've waited all my life to watch. And it's going to be exciting, attacking. We're going to have a wee bumps in the road. Maybe Sunday, maybe other games. But what we're going to be as Celtic fans is entertained. And that's what Celtic are about. Entertainment. And we've, we're going to see it. And I just love the fact that Ange is not going to be deterred. He's not going to buckle. If you meet on Sunday, the next game will be the same style, same way. And I wish him every joy and every success, because his success is our success, obviously. And um, it will take time. And Mark made the point, I was trying to make the point that, you know, I, I maybe I've got it wrong, that we need so many bodies in for Tuesday. We need bodies, the right bodies in. Yeah. If that's for Tuesday or if it's next Christmas, the next window, so be it. But you'd get the right bodies, and it's not about filling jerseys, not just about numbers, it's about getting the right guys in and the right guys out. And that will happen. But it will happen at Ange's pace and at Celtic's pace and not at the media's pace. So Celtic fans, stay calm. Don't get too excited if we win on Sunday. Enjoy it. Don't get too down if we get beat. Mark, what would you say? No, I, I, I never said jersey fillers. You know, I mean quality, um, naturally, uh, Frank. But I, I think I recognise... Frank's voice, he likes to have a pop uh, in the media. now and yeah. again. Yeah, but yeah. I never ever said Jersey no, Phillips. Sure. You want quality yeah. there. And I've also said as well, I actually made the point that there should be money there mm. for the manager to go and spend. Um, and they do need to, to bring in extra quality. They're absolutely on the right track. Um, that That's clearly evident. And he's and, obviously very heavily involved in the recruitment process. Yeah, so and, it's maybe worked out they didn't have a head of recruitment or a football director. Yeah, but, but you, I think... You're right, Paul, but longer term, 
you can't go without those roles. Those roles need to be filled. You need a professional, you know, set up behind the manager to, to help. Now, now, I always said that the manager should be the most imper important person at a football club, and he he should take guidance from heads of recruitment, take guidance for directors of football. But when it comes to it, the manager should always be allowed to 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 pick the bodies who comes and who goes um, within reason. But I think Celtic will do some good business uh, by Tuesday. Um, I get Frank's point. Don't bring in Jersey fillers, and I don't think they'll do that. But I also made the point: if the right guys are there, go and spend the money to get them. Don't wait, and, and particularly Celtic winning Sunday, they think everything's great, and, and I'm sure they'll think that for the right reasons. But don't wait, you know, for another 25 games down the line before you can go and do the right thing. If the right guys are there, and it means spending money, as Chris Sutton said, going back to the manager, it's the ideal time to go and do it. Barry, overall, what would you say to Frank? He was very eloquent there. Uh, you know, as the former Rangers captain, a Rangers legend, you know, it's quite a force coming to Ibrox on Sunday, isn't it? And the attitude, the, the Ange ball, or whatever it's been called at the moment, the opposition have changed dramatically in the last few weeks. Yep, and I don't think they're going to come and sit back at Ibrox. Mm. And I think Stephen Gerrard, the coaching staff and the players know that, and the Rangers fans. The way that he plays, he goes to attack teams. And I think that's why why it'll be a wide-open game. Um, but you can't not be impressed by Postacoglu, the way he comes across. And I'm in agreement with Mark. The final call on players has always got to come for the manager. And that will happen with him. So that's the, what's happened at Rangers in the last three yep, years. Yep, you, yep. you'll get players thrown at you, left, right and centre. That's why you've got head of recruitment or director of footballs. But they make the final decision, the manager. That's what Steven Gerrard does, and I'm sure Postacoglu will do the same at Celtic. Frank, can we ask you on the transfer window, what would you do now? What do you think about Edward? I mean, he did such a a really good job for Celtic last night, worked hard, made a difference. Would you like him to stay now? Well, obviously, you want somebody of Edward's quality to stay, but I personally don't think he fits Ange's, um, let's say, remit in terms of the type of player Ange would ideally want. Um, I don't think he's got the pace. I don't think he's got the 100% attitude that's required for the type of play we 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 uh, instill. It's it's everybody must be on the move constantly. Um, I don't know if Edward gives it. He gives flashes of brilliance. Um, I think he can't possibly be trusted to give 100% in every game. And I don't know if that's. I think that's clear. The fact that he was a substitute last night and he wasn't on from the start. Um, Personally, you'd obviously want to keep him, but if that if he was sold for good money and we reinvested that money in somebody that Ange would prefer in his squad, then I'll, I'll be for that. Um, just a little point, Mark, I don't have a pop at you. What I do, Mark, and I've done this in other radio stations when you're on, yeah. it's when you talk, you make points, Mark, uh -huh. that need challenge. Uh -huh. That's a challenge point. You want to regard that as some, um, if you're rather defensive about it in terms of mm. being a pop, I don't know. It's simply me challenging points that you make. Yeah, if no, you think I'm comfortable, I'm sorry. No, that's not that. Right. No, Frank, listen, we, we've had some great ding-dongs over here and, uh, and I love them. But what I'm saying is you've challenged me on something I yeah. didn't say and I've asked right. you to back it up and you couldn't. So I'm defending well, myself because you said you're using... Uh, you know, I never said Jersey fillers and it goes without saying that you want to bring in quality. That goes... Mm -hmm. I shouldn't really need to, to, yep. to say that. So you should know that. If had I said, just go and get some numbers to fill in jerseys, fair enough. But I didn't say that. So you've challenged me on something that's totally yeah. inaccurate that I didn't say. That's all. And Mark, Mark can I just say, I apologise if I've picked you up wrong. And I, I, that's me jumping the gun. And if, if you don't think that then, and you're in concurrent with exactly what I, the way I look at it, the quality before 
Absolutely, all day long. That, that, sure. That's 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 yeah. only natural that he would that he would want Frank, that, Frank. Frank, the most important thing. What do you think on Sunday? Um, what do you think on Sunday? I think listen. I know this sounds like sitting in the fence, Barry. Um, and I think it could go either way. I think if we get a draw, I'd be delighted, and that's not been um, yeah. sort of loan and expectations. I think at the moment, if we if we a month ago, five weeks ago, you'd said any any Celtic supporter said you're going to qualify for the Europa League group stages. You're going to Ibrox and you're going to draw. I don't. I think every Celtic supporter in the land would have chopped the hand off for that. Um, on present form, I think what's going to be important on Sunday is the midfield. Um, if Celtic can, if Rangers will come out and don't take this the wrong way, but they'll come out with a heavy-handed approach to try and put Celtic off their game in the middle of the park. We need protection from the referee for that. If if that happens and we're allowed to play our game, um, on present form, I think Celtic will win. Um, if Rangers, get, Rangers can move the ball quick, they can move it fast, yep. and they can move it forward. Um, the problem is that they haven't shown much of that this season. Can they suddenly spark into life on Sunday? Who knows? And that's what makes Sunday interesting. It could go either way. Frank, thanks for the call. Barry is going to give us an insight into your latest signing. After the break. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio, the home of Crofty and Grado, Gary Marshall, Gina McKee and the Go Radio Football Show, five till seven every evening. Uh, Monday to Friday, Rob was on during the week. Joe Henry on last night as well, did really well. Great to hear Marvin Bartley and Davey Proven. And uh, Mark, you want to come in at this point? Oh, I Rob, feel like Rob was in good form. He was, wasn't he? Was. I kept yeah. calling him Paul, but he was yeah. in good form. <laughs> 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 he'll know, like he'll know be happy with that. Rob. He'd have been absolutely raging. <laughs> last night, it was uh, Aberdeen going out, St Johnson going out as well. Rangers and Celtic are through. Uh, Ronaldo has joined Man United. Rangers are in Group A in the Europa League. Lyon, Rangers, Sparta, Prague and Bronby and Celtic in Group G Leverkusen Celtic Real Betis and Ferenc Varos uh, Barry for Rangers Lyon Sparta Prague Bromby uh, what do you make of it? Yeah I think it's a good group yep. um, Lyon um, big club but for me when people when you mention Lyon mm. they're a Champions League team um, so that's a cracking game Sparta Prague as well Bromby as you mentioned Danish champions mm-hmm. you've got to be happy with that group some good games um, in it and it's one that I'm sure the Rangers players have got to look forward to Mark who is going to be coming to town Leon for example some some well Kent faces coming back to Glasgow yeah well two former Celtic players Moussa Dembele Jason Denier uh, Shakiri just signed from Liverpool uh, the other week I think Barry's right you know Leon you always associate them with, with the Champions League they've, they've had a slow start so far um, Paul I think just two points in their first three games they're 16th in La Liga finished fourth um, last season but I think that's a real uh, tasty tie. That's the one that sticks out from, from Rangers section, uh, for sure. Um, Bronby, Danish champions, beat Mitterland by one point uh, last season. And then, of course, Sparta Prague, who who you know thumped Celtic 4-1 um, on two occasions. So I think looking at it, I think in terms of trying to finish in the top two, I think Rangers, the draw has been kinder to Rangers compared to Celtic, I think Celtic face a stiffer challenge but um, no I think that's one that Stephen Gerrard and the players will be pleased with and um, they can certainly qualify from that section and Celtic section Leverkusen as we mentioned Real Betis and Ferenc Varos uh, some big names there uh, at Leverkusen yeah um, Jeremy Fringpong obviously sold for 
what, 10 million quid in January. Yeah, plus. Um, yeah. Patrick Sheik, of course, scored the, arguably the goal of the tournament at the Euros um, against David Marshall. Did you have to say that to David? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Czech Republic player, so at Leverkusen, obviously good. But they've lost a couple of, they sold uh, Leon Bailey to Aston Villa, lost Havertz to, to, to Chelsea when Leverkusen played Rangers a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, and they were playing then Real Betis, um, and they're obviously from from Seville, so big stadium to go there. And Ferric Varos, who yeah. you know knocked Celtic out a couple of years ago or, or last, last year, but yeah. Sergi Rebrov is no longer the manager; he was there, so he's um, away. So again, it's a the Betis in particular, the the, the Leverkusen, that you know sexy uh, ties. And Barry, I can recall as a young player, I think Dick Advocate's first season, maybe second season, playing against Leverkusen when the old Everkusen manager Christoph Dom mm-hmm. um, said I think Barry just what 20-30 games under his belt said he's a, a 10 million pound player and I know nowadays 10 million is not a lot of money um, but when you think that was 21-22 years ago that he was labelling them um, that. so I remember that was a that was a gift for the newspapers Paul back in the day the old back page yep. headline and uh, fair play to Christoph Dom and recognising Barry's talent even though he was still a, a, a young midfielder Barry it didn't turn your head though did it? No, it's it's obviously nice when yeah. when, when um, opposition managers mm. say things like that, but you can't let it affect you. Um, I was still early in my career. I still had a lot to p- uh, prove, as Mark just said. There, I only had 20, 25 games under my belt. I mean, you, you can't. You've got to go and prove it over a, a lengthy time. Once you get a hundred games, hundred and fifty games. But l- listen, it's always nice. But when people say things, but you you can't let it affect you or, or let your head go with that. Um, but listen, it was a great place to play. Great stadium. The atmosphere. Like all German, I've played at a few German teams. The atmosphere is absolute electric. They sing constantly throughout the full 90 minutes. So that's a great tie for Celtic. Mark, really important, this money coming in. And actually, we look at these games, they'll be attractive for TV yeah. as well. You know, there's some brilliant on Leverkusen. We always remember them, 2002, Champions yeah. League final. Yeah, yeah of Zidane, course. Yeah. Zidane, Zidane, Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and the, the clubs need this. They 10 million can make such a difference to each could, of them. And I think as well, when you look at it um, now, you know, the clubs will get their, you know, they'll be ready, they'll do the, the three-game package. And I would imagine Ibrox, you'll, you'll have, you'll, whatever you allow, 45,000, um, Ibrox in terms of taking the three game package mm-hmm. and the same for Celtic um, as well because yeah we want to see Rangers and Celtic in the Champions League of course we do this is the next best thing and they've been given some good draws and I think the supporters will, will buy into it there's going to be some right good nights ahead between now and uh, the start of December Let's hear from both camps about last night this was Ange Postacoglu after Celtic they lost 2-1 but they were through It's a funny one to analyse as I said it was a different performance from us we, we started the game so well you know and and not just the goal we scored, we, we we played through them a couple of times and the things we spoke about, uh, you know, we're, we're, the players really sort of backed themselves in to do. And then we obviously made a couple of mistakes. Um, usually in a game, you might get one of those. We, we made two of them and allowed the opposition then to gain momentum, gain grip of the game. We lost a little bit of belief in ourselves in that first half and we, we, we just had to hold on. But the encouraging thing, especially in the second half, was that, we reacted well to it. We we had to defend and we defended really well. Um, you know, Joe made a couple of big saves, but had to, you know, our back four, the whole team had to defend really well at times and, and we started playing our football against. And these games could have been banana skins last night. There's no way you want to lose, you know, go out of the tournament just days before Rangers Celtic. Gary McAllister was in charge of Rangers last night. Last night, we're, we're pleased to 
to let you know that everybody came through unscathed. Uh, Scotty Arfield took a couple of blows on his on on his big toe. Uh, took one early in the game, and then he got smashed on it later in the game. So, but after the game, he's he's reported fine. So everybody came through unscathed last night, and obviously we'll get people coming back from suspension. Non-squad players will be coming into the reckoning as well. Um, that, that didn't travel, Bakuna, Barker and Katic. So we're bolstered. You know, we'll get, we'll get a wee bit more bodies in the in the squad. Barry, you were smiling there. At, uh, yeah, he's get, big toe. Yeah, he's big toe. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't see Scott Arfield missing a game through a sore no. big toe. Uh, he'll be he'll be um, making himself available. Um, but look, Scott Arfield, it's a couple of games he's had now. I still think he's got a big part to play for Rangers, Scott Arfield. He's one of the ones where he doesn't really get involved in the build-up but he arrives late and he's got a goal on him, Scott Arfield. And he knows what that game's about. He loves the old firm yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, that Scott Arfield might play beside um, Davis and Kamara and they might shuffle Aribo across to the right side, which I've done previous in the old firm games. Um, and it's worked. And I, I could see them doing that again in, uh, in Sunday. You're going to give us your full lineup before 7 o'clock? You're virtually giving us it, aren't you? Okay, we'll have to wait and see who is fully fit. Is Alan McGregor fit for the game? We don't exactly know the COVID situation. Yeah, I, I think that on that, it'll be fascinating because it's it's a new manager mm -hmm. that, that Stephen Gerrard's never come up against before. So what's he thinking? You know, they, they, they try and get in each other's heads, don't they? So Postecoglou and Gerrard, it will be fascinating. I said on Wednesday night, but I didn't think that the, um, Edward would, would, would start on Thursday night and he didn't. Um, but I think 100%. Edward will start 100%. Uh, on, yeah. on Sunday. Right. But I, I think there might be temptation to play him coming in off the left with Furuhashi still through the centre. I was, I was wanting to raise a point with Frank, but we ran out of time. And the reason for that is I think that Dembele's got the experience to handle the 50,000 supporters. That's a big thing. You know, walking onto that pitch and trying to handle the occasion and 50,000 fans. He's also got the composure. Yep. Yeah, at big yep. moments. Sorry, Edward. At yep. big moments, he's got the composure to go and finish. You look at some of the finishes he's had at Ibrox. So I think that um, Edward is an absolute certainty. It could be his last game for Celtic as well. You said he played well last night and he did. He made a contribution. It's also just maybe if, if one or two clubs are thinking about him, maybe not sure, it's a chance for him to go and, to go and seal the deal. But I think Edward could be a massive player for Celtic on uh, Sunday. If, if I'm a Rangers player, I'd be happy with Kiego, Kiego yep. sorry, yep. playing in the left-hand side. Would you? Um, yep. I, I can see that happening. Um, Edward maybe playing on the left hand side and him th I think he's really dangerous through the middle and a bad on the right yep yep. Um, yep I think when you play Kyogo on the left hand side it takes a bit away for his game mm -hmm. through the middle he's a real danger because he's his movement but as Mark says two managers first time coming up against each other it'll be a real tactical battle um, obviously that's something that it'll come out with the, with the team sheets at 11 o'clock so it'll be real interesting to see mm -hmm. both sets of Sets the teams. Barry, what can you tell us? You've got a wee insight on Celtic's new signing, young player from Shamrock Rovers, yeah. Liam Scales. Yeah, I've actually, believe it or not, I've I've seen him two or three times. Uh, my son's yeah. playing over in the League Island just now, um, and he played against Shamrock. And I've got to be honest with you, mm -hmm. he, he did stand out in the game, Liam Scales. Um, I spoke to my son about him, and he says he's got really good attributes. Um, so I think Celtic have signed somebody who's promising, uh, promising. I, I'm not saying he's going to come straight into the team but uh, at the times that I've watched him because um, I watch all my son's games and obviously you get the highlights mm. and you see Shamrock as well um, he has he has impressed us who would you be like if you had to 
you know, compare him with someone recently. Yeah. I'm going to kill the boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, similar to kind of Ayer. The way well, that he, he'll, he'll, come out, he'll come out with the ball, he'll drive out with the ball and he'll play. Um, look, if Celtic get a player that's half as good as him, they've, they've won a watch because I don't think he's cost much money. Um, I don't know the transfer fee. But listen, it's worth a gamble. You've seen Jim Goodwin go into that market. Yeah, true. You've yeah, seen some true. of the players that have come over to St Man. Didn't know much about, but they've really impressed me. Yeah. And they've, um, they're obviously talking about getting moves, um, moving on for St Man. So, yeah, it looks of Celtic have, have signed a, a promising player. Go Radio Football Show. What's your lineup for Sunday? How much will it matter? It's just you're going to be carried along by it. There's two strong squads. Uh, we have to find out what's the situation yeah. with Celtic. Greg Taylor, the shoulder injury. Kyogo, we think he's going to be okay. And for Rangers, what is the COVID implications? But it looks as though that the players that missed out should be okay for Sunday. We're back after the news. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy and loads of your calls coming in on the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks for making the switch. We're on from five every night, Monday to Friday. And on Sunday, two sleeps to go. Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox. And we're on the air on Go from 11.30 till 3. So maybe hear from you after the game or Celtic fans watching at home. Rangers fans on the way back from Ibrox, give us a call then. 0808 17 17 700. The game's tomorrow. Dundee United against Hearts. Hibs against Livingston. Livy really need to get some points. And Motherwell against Dundee. Then on Sunday, St Mirren against St Johnson. St Johnson going out of Europe last night. Speak about that in a moment or two. Aberdeen against Ross County. The Dawn's out. And, of course, the game we've mentioned, Rangers against Celtic. Uh, Celtic go in... Well, Rangers are the favourites, they're the champions. They're both in the same points in the league after the first three games. Uh, the manager was asked, uh, what does he feel about the if they're underdogs in this game? I don't like the whole underdogs thing. It's That's always a big Australian thing. We love being the underdog and, you know, I, 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 it's not something I'm, I really buy into. I mean, you're kind of going in sort of, you know, already conceding that you're somehow not up to a task and it's going to take something extraordinary. That's not how I see us. That's not how I ever see us. And I don't think Celtic would ever see themselves as, as an underdog. Um, and they shouldn't in any contest. And that doesn't mean you don't respect the opponent. It doesn't mean you go into every game understanding that there are major challenges. But the one thing I'm trying to instill here is that, you know, we, when you represent this football club, every game is there to be won. Um, every game is an opportunity for us to impose our football on. And, um, you know, favourites, underdogs becomes really irrelevant. What what becomes important to me is belief, belief in ourselves, belief in our football, um, believe in our football club and 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 take it, every contest uh, head on. In the blue corner here, Stephen Davis looking forward to the match on Sunday. Another old firm, um, historically you can't go off previous results. We used to know we need to be at our best to try and get a result um, and perform to our highest level. And if we do that, then we'll give ourselves a good opportunity to get the result that we want. So, um, as I say, it's a new season. The last season was pretty undefeated. But um, we know the quality we've got in this team and we just have to go and show it. Mark Weedy, it's going to be fascinating, isn't it? The contest. Yeah, yeah it's Hard to call. I, I think it is. You know, I'm, I can't remember if you asked us on, on, on Monday, Paul, and I know Barry's, you said it there, goals, you know, thinking 2-2. I'm, I'm still thinking that as well. We um, I, I think you can give a sort of clear reflection on what you're feeling once you see both starting lineups. Mm -hmm. So it's a wee bit of a guessing game um, just now. But one thing, again, just listen to uh, Postacoglu there. He, he's good, he's right on it. He's so, he's so intelligent. He does he play at the gallery. He just, he's got a real, you can tell he's a high level 
uh, of intelligence and the players have really um, bought into him but uh, as Barry said 50 minutes ago with the greatest respect to Ange possible, he will not know what, what, what's him. I'm not saying he's not going to be able to handle it I'm sure he will but just getting that when he comes out the tunnel and you've got 50,000 Rangers fans right in his ears and then for the 90 minutes after that uh, but I think he's a kind of guy the type of character that will absolutely embrace that and make sure that his players do too Barry because Rangers won't want to you know, they'll want to use the, the crowd as a 12th man 50,000 fans yeah you have Stephen Davis um, talk about it the, the previous games that's no a concern it's what they're doing doing Sunday um, but speaking about Stephen Davis I think he's been immense again I watched that. I never seen the game, all the game last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, sorry. But he was a real driving force again. And he's one of the ones where I'm thinking this season maybe he'll spell him. But he's been a mainstay in that, that midfield. I don't think Rangers can do without Stephen Davis just now. He's that important. He's too big a player to leave out, even with his age. I think they'll just manage him in terms of his training. But Stephen Davis, for me, has got to play every single game. He's a phenomenon. Isn't he? He's just got better wage. He's just got better wage. Similar to what, when we spoke about Alan McGregor. Um, he's changed his game as he's got older. He's more of a sitter. But during games, I'm seeing him drive forward at times, get into the opposition box. And I'm like, whoa, calm down a wee bit. But listen, you've got to give him respect. That's down to the way he looks after himself. Um, and he's a he's a top top professional, Stephen Davis. Well, well, I think yeah. was he not a free transfer as well, but it was like Bosman, wasn't right, it? Same as Alan McGregor. Yep. And you think you know getting them. They're two of his best signings. To be honest, that'll Stephen Gerrard, maybe throughout his whole career, will never beat what he's got back from those two signings, considering they've cost nothing. They've only cost a wage. Do, and what do you remember when they first came up? He struggled the first like, couple of months. Yep. That was due to he hadn't he hadn't played with Southampton for six months. It took him a bit of time, and a lot of people were questioning. January, didn't he? Yep, yeah, people were saying in the February, March, oh, he's not the same player. He's lost a wee bit. Then he started to get a run of games and his form turned pretty quickly at the start of the, uh, the end of the season. Then last year, he was um, a top performer. Rangers fans, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Fascinating to hear about Stephen Davis. 36 years old and the, uh, the amount of minutes that he plays is just never phenomenal. Never complains. Isn't it? You yeah. never hear him more about being tired. Or no. He just wants to play football. And he's probably getting to that stage now where he's, he's maybe thinking, I'm maybe in the last sort of two years at a real high level, I want to make the most, like Davey Weir, you know, I want mm. to go and make the most of it, I'm going to thrive in this, I'm going to embrace it, I want to make sure that the, the ones that are coming through, like grooming Ryan Jack to make sure that he is ready to be the next Rangers captain, etc, etc. You can just tell that Davis loves playing for Rangers, he, he, he just gets it and what an asset he is to the football club. Barry, so much has been said about Celtic and they get the ball forward so so quickly, but what about Rangers as well? 50,000 there and they want to get the fans right on side early on and look at the Celtic defence last night, yep. it looked as though they were going out of Europe. Yeah, There's... but also Rangers move the ball very quickly yeah. going forward, um, so that's why I think it's going to be a, a real ding-dong of a game. Both teams are set out to attack, mm. um, no defend. Well, Rangers go for it from the kickoff. Yeah, you've got you're a home yeah. team. You've got fifty thousand fans behind you. You've got to go for it. Um, that, that, there's no doubt in my mind. But also, the flip side of that, I think Postecoglou will come with Celtic team and go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he will. He will. And it's just who, who can get. A, <coughs> excuse me. Who can get a foothold? Yep. Firstly, who can just compose themselves and just make that pass? Just get a wee feel for the ball, pass and move. Get it out. Can we get it out wide? Can you go and test opposition fullbacks? Get something into the box. Test the goalies, make sure that they're, that they're on it. Um, I, it's, 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 I mean, I know we, we say it and we've laughed about it, Paul, 
over the years, judgment days <laughs> and high noons. But this one, just because the first time the fans are in, Rangers the champions, they stopped 10 in a row, Celtic with a new manager, trying to see if they are fully through the recovery process of what happened to them last season. So you all the subplots that are there, um, apart from the fact that it is just an old firm game, it makes for a real, it's going to be a fascinating 90 minutes and the, the fallout will spill right into the, the, the transfer window yeah, for 48 hours. And it's seeing who's going to start on both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an interesting thing. If is Edward going to start up front? Well, Max knows? thinks... Or start on the left-hand side? Yeah. Is Kent, McGregor, Tavernier going to come mm-hmm. back in? Is Bassey going to come back in for Barisic? Great point. So yeah. that, that, is Arebo going to play in the right? So this, I, I can't wait till 11 o'clock to see both teams. If Rangers are all fit, you know, the players that we know who have been fit, because we can't be sure about COVID, who would you be playing? Your Rangers team then tomorrow? McGregor, Tavernier, oh. Golson, Holanda, Bassey. Right. Bassey, Midfield yep. three, Kamara, mm-hmm. Davis, and Arfield, Arebo, Morelos, and Kent. Right. Mark, Wrong team. isn't it? I can see that. I, I can absolutely see why um, you're going for Bassey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that energy Edda. that he brings. Uh, and yeah. He's had a great three games. Yeah, he yeah. is. And, and he's not going to be phased mm-hmm. um, by it. And, and he's something different as well for, for the Rangers team. But different the Celtic players don't know about him mm-hmm. um, either. Is it potentially Bassey against uh, Abada? Or, or, you know, so it's... Yeah, it's that's a strong. If they're all available, that's a strong uh, Rangers team. But in terms of the guys who were missing last night, Paul, Alan McGregor. If, if Alan McGregor's available, I think that would give Rangers such a such extra confidence going into the game, knowing that they've got him between the sticks. And Celtic, how would they line up? We hear then that Kyogo is okay, and Greg Taylor's going to be okay as well. So is it no change right at the back? I mean, the only one is does does Juranovic come in the new new signing? I'd I'd be surprised, Paul. I think he'll stick with with Ralston because he's he knows what the manager wants. He's trained with those guys, as albeit they're, they're they're fragile and they've mm-hmm. made mistakes. There there is a they know each other's games a little bit. So I think it will be Joe Hart. Obviously, the back four, Ralston and Taylor, your two fullbacks. And Ralston was sorry, one of the top field. performers last yeah, night. Yeah, so there's no reason why. Yep. I don't see why he would he would leave him out. Sure. I, I don't think yep. so. Um, Cal McGregor obviously captain yep. the team and I think Furuhashi clearly plays but on Wednesday night we were speaking about it as well so that leaves four outfield places and there's there's seven seven mm-hmm. chasing them so um, I think Edward will will go left Abada um, on the right mm-hmm. and then it's the two that go in beside Callum McGregor so does he go for the attack minded Rodgers and Tumble mm-hmm. does he have a wee bit more or, and Christie or does he have a wee bit more safety by playing Sorrel um, in there with just one more? Hasn't started a See, lot with Sorrel, has he? Not, yeah. you know, but I, I don't think he'll go with Sorrel. I no, think no. he'll go with McGregor, Turnbull, mm-hmm. and it's either Christie or Rogic. Rogic. Who do you think it'll be? Do you think he'll go for Tommy Rogic, as he calls him? Or is it Ryan Christie? Who has Ryan Christie, yeah. he's coming back to form. He looks as if he's in a happy place just now. Or, um, or is it his last game? Yep, or do you, yeah. put, do you put him out in the left and... and Kyogo sorry goes through the middle Edward doesn't play so that, that, that's a beauty mm-hmm. but I can't wait to see there's um, there's a few th- changes that both managers can make so it'll be interesting to see um, who starts but I don't and think he'll come defensively James Forrest is James Forrest available yeah, we haven't mentioned him. We don't, yep. we're not sure what, yep. what the situation is with him James McCarthy even if James McCarthy is available and I don't think he will be for Sunday um, then you know, he's maybe just lacking that wee bit of game time um, to go in there but you look at it, the options that Ange Postacoglu has 
middle to front for those. I mean, I think McGregor and Furuhashi, certain starters, then four places up for grabs. It's going to be fascinating. We'll be on air 11.30 until 3 or whenever the talking stops. It could be so wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. What about everything? Yeah. Yeah, about, yeah. about the time I just named the Rangers team. It, uh-huh. it could be totally different. Sure. That. There usually is. He could play a, a ball, ball, in and he could play yeah. right in Kent. Mm-hmm. Scott Hyde, yeah. Roof, Roof's yeah. fresh. Roof mm-hmm. is fresh, but I, I, I think yeah. Morelos is 100% certain starter. 08 08 17 17 700. What do you reckon, Rangers fans, Celtic fans, too? They'll be watching. It is a pity there's no opposition fans there. I heard them talking about it this morning as well uh, with uh, Jim and Simon. I, I mean, everyone's saying the same thing. You've got to have opposition fans. I heard Alan McCoy's talking about it, John Hartson, who spoke about it as well, uh, Graham Soonis. So, Surely too late for this weekend, but hopefully the fans of the opposition will be allowed. That's what the game's about, isn't it? I think in that circumstance, it, it, it takes a third party to come in and bring the mm. two chief executives of both football clubs together and say, right, hold mm. on, it needs a neutral. Um, and I don't know if the SPFL, actually Premiership, can insert gui- guidelines. I know that essentially the clubs run the SPFL, mm. but surely there's got to be a, an adult conversation about this situation. Mm. Go, go and ask the players, the current players just now, what they would want. Go and ask ex-players that have played in these games what they would want. And they would all, 100% all come back with the same answer. Get it back to the way it was. Because you loved it, hearing you know, the Celtic yeah, fans. Even at Ibrox, yeah. when you went over to take a corner, they were giving you all sorts. That. Mm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And then you go into Celtic Park and you've got your own fans, 8,000 of them, mm. um, cheering. And then the Celtic fans are singing, trying to drown their singing out, all that sort of stuff. They have a bit of banter, they're going at each other. That's what old firms is. That's why it's so special. What's it going to be like in the tunnel, Barry? Then, if you're if you're one of the Celtic players who hasn't experienced it before, and there's quite a few of them, will that get to them? Do you think? No, I, I'm sure the experienced guys um, in the Celtic team, i.e., Callum McGregor, mm-hmm. he's the one that springs to mind. I'll be letting these guys know what to expect because um, they won't experience an atmosphere like it because they'll be. Standing in that tunnel, listen, you'll go out of the warm-up, there'll maybe be 20,000, 25,000 in, but once you walk out of that tunnel at a minute to 12, the place will be absolute um, banging, full of noise, full of singing, and they won't have experienced an atmosphere like it. Here's a bit more from Gary McAllister about Sunday. Don't you think that our boys you know, would show that little bit of confidence in the fact that we've, we've done pretty well in this fixture? But in general, you know, watching these games for many, many years form, and previous history of this game tends to go out the window. It's what happens on the day, you know, and, and who's, 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 who's going to make the, the, the first mistake. Over the years, generally, set pieces play a big part as well. But as I said, I've always said in this game, you must, you must remain fully concentrated and focused. Don't get carried away with the game because there's got to be some sort of calmness in behind there as well. Mark Goody. Oh, I, love, I, I love Gary Match cliches there. They were all... yeah, that's what we were told <laughs> to say. Oh, either well, everybody's well briefed before. We actually told, yeah. The, the, old, the old firm games don't say anything. Uh, a form goes out the window. Oh, don't <laughs> what was it, Huey Taylor time. said that only a fool would predict an old firm game, so I'm right. going for a draw. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted, do you yeah. think there's any way, because I know he, 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 he did it in one of the games last season, pulled a wee surprise, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. Anyway, he would think about bearing in mind potential fragility at the heart of the Celtic defence. 
go on the roof and Morelos just starting off that mm. way and just putting the two right up there right on it it's a possibility I, I, I was thinking about obviously watching the highlights when I come back for training last mm. night I was watching the Celtic game and they are fragile there's, there's no getting away from the fact they are fragile at the back that might be something that they might throw something because he's done the first game where he put a rebo out on the, the right hand side he flung everybody everybody was like wow what's a rebo playing on the right hand side you get more out of a rebo centrally where he can get beyond the strikers um, so that that is a, a possibility. That's the beauty. That's why I can't wait to see the teams because there could be one or two surprises in both teams. <laughs> yep, you've thrown one in there. We bomb. Yep, it could it could be. You know, yeah. as I say, that they'll be trying to. And, and know, why you, not you, go you, for you, it yeah, against the Celtic yeah, defence? Exactly, it's a home game. Yeah. Fifty thousand. If you think that's the best way to go and try and win the game, I suppose where that that, that argument for and he, he, he likes Woods in his team. But bear in mind, the two fullbacks are tremendous they, they in bombing forward. Yep. So they get that. So therefore, does he think? Does he think about sacrificing um, a Kent or a Rebo? Because I'd imagine that Davis and Kamara will absolutely, they're, they're the heart of the, the mid. Yeah. So does he sacrifice one in there for, for extra width? Or does he go with the two up front but kind of plays a 4-3, 1-2, but, but he's sacrificing one of his natural, natural That's wingers? That's a good point. Ruth has also played either side of Manelos. Mm -hmm. He's played on the right-hand side. Um, he's played on the left-hand side. That gives Kent... Kent's kind of got a free like he roams about everywhere um, they've not got a set position as you says they get the wood for both full backs that's the way they play um, so no, it'll be interesting to see what what team selection uh, not just Gerard does but Postacoglu as well just go for it 5-4 whichever way if the Rangers fans they'll want the 5-4 the home win Celtic fans for them it's going to be some match on Sunday we hope is there any way it could be a damp squib looking at you, Mark? Do you think, think often? So. No, we, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think I'm, yeah. I'm, confident all over it. I'm yeah. so confident there's going to be. You goal. guaranteeing it, Barry Ferguson? Yeah, I, I, just yeah. the way that both teams are set up. Mm. Both teams are set up to play attacking football. Great. Rangers against Celtic Sunday. How many hours to go? Two sleeps to go. <laughs> it's uh, at the top of the show. I was saying, what, 42 hours to 41 hours to go to the big game. Quick break. Going to check on the traffic and the travel. And we're back with more previewing all the games this weekend next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. All firm weekend. A couple of games postponed in the Championship and the First Division tomorrow, I'm afraid. And it's because of COVID. Air United against Wraith Rovers and Airdrie against Aloha. Barry, a real blow for your game going off. Yeah, we, we get notified um, that there may be an issue with the game in Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday evening I got an email and then it was confirmed yesterday just before tea time at four o'clock obviously Airdrie they had some Covid cases last week but they played the game against Peterhead Paul and then there's been obviously more positive cases um, so the game had uh, no way be, uh, being played um, they had they didn't have basically enough players um, so it, it's disappointing um, but I, I think it's, this is going to Happened throughout the, the course of the season, I'm afraid. It, it's still about. Um, we're also, we've had a, a couple of cases the last couple of days, um, which is disappointing. We try and stick to all the protocols and do everything right, but it's difficult when you're part-time and the boys are out during the day uh, working. Um, and so difficult for you as the manager and getting the momentum, isn't it? You know, you are people fit, but it's happening to every club at some point. Yeah, isn't I, I've it? had yeah. it for, for uh, day one, if yep. I'm being honest with you. Mm -hmm. we've, we've had about uh, five or six now. Um, cases of, of, of COVID and, and obviously injuries but again look I'm not just the only manager there's there's obviously other managers throughout the leagues have suffered the same things it's disappointing because you want to play 
but listen that's the rules um, and I'm afraid that Airdrie didn't have enough players to play the game so we've just got to accept it and move on and we'll be training tomorrow um, and look forward to next week's game Are you going to take in another game maybe? Yeah I've got yep. um, I don't think my staff are too happy I've got them all over the country <laughs> Good, yeah. uh, but listen that's what you've yeah. got to do you've got to go out and do your prep right and um, everybody's at different games tomorrow This time last night Mark I was lucky enough to meet a real uh, sporting hero he's the man he had his medals with him He's the most decorated swimmer, well, in fact, Olympian, British Olympian of all time, young Duncan Scott, who just come back from, what, two weeks ago from Japan. He was absolutely magnificent. Yeah. He was at the opening of the Arnold Clark Innovation Centre. It's great. Professor Sir Jim MacDonald, you know, the boss yeah. at Strathclyde University, spoke about the future. And the things that have come out of Glasgow are amazing. The engineers over the years and all the work going on um, f for the future. Uh, Alan McNish was there as well Alan McNish who the, the Audi yep. but the former he won the, the Le Mans ah the driver yeah. it was just brilliant last night but great to meet Duncan Scott four what, what medals yeah, yeah. Four, four medals and, and you think of the the dedication that, that um, those athletes have got but particularly yep. I remember it was one of the stories um, during the Olympics here and when Covid struck and it was one of the British uh, swimmers and he basically got a, a, a paddling pool put into his house and it took um, 15,000 gallons uh, of water or something yep. to, to fill it up and he had a harness tied to the, the extension mm -hmm. of the house and his dad but, and you know you think of those boys and you hear about you know, swimming at that level you know, they are, mm -hmm. they're up four or five times a week three, four in the morning mm -hmm. and also their parents at that age the, the, the dedication that their parents put in and um, the sacrifices that they all have to make so when it, when it pays off for them I think it's absolutely brilliant and he's been a credit to the country mm -hmm. Duncan Scott from Alawa he is indeed mm. that's right we'll get him to come wasp? to the, the wasp like the wasps? Yeah. 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 he's a wasp fan get him to the match he's going to he's... can he play? <laughs> I might need him to play <laughs> 24 can he manage? I, I might need him to manage <laughs> never Not, and he was promoting the kilt walk as well which is just oh, four weeks on Sunday uh, so many people signing up to do the kilt walk for whatever charity they care about and I know the guys we've all done it before and uh, we're backing it so it was great to see to Duncan promoting it thank you Duncan Tom Hunter adds 50% to did have his medals with raised. him he did yeah but did you awesome yeah I saw them yeah did you hold them amazing Heavy. No, no. no 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 I didn't actually get the chance <laughs> he was picking up his new car which was a, a bit like uh, Kyle's yeah the belter yeah new car there <laughs> right back to the football <laughs> we, uh, well he was there for the innovation centre it was quite innovative uh, it was a great great evening there and then uh, I went to see Heights last night at King Touch so Things getting back to normal. Did they were brilliant. Adam and uh, Sam, wonderful. Just look out for them. I know Rochelle producing tonight loves Heights and we hear them with uh, Artie Joshi on a Sunday night here in Go. They're a band to watch, signed by Warner Brothers. Yeah, oh, a few glasses of bubbly watching no, it. No, 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 I was the driver. No. Yeah, so... No. Good company, who were you? Were you oh, it was magnificent. Oh, I was lots of the, the good and uh, the great. Nah, just a lot of people there to see a great <laughs> band, H-Y-Y-T-S. a few names, come on. Yeah, I'll that later <laughs> in the programme. Because here is a name. It's Ant Postacoglu speaking uh, about Celtic and uh, the draw then for the Europa League. Exciting. Um, you know, I guess that's, uh, that's a reward for... You know, for last night and I guess over the two two legs against a very good team, RZ, that, uh, you know, we could look forward to the draw today and, uh, yeah, looking at the calibre of teams we're going to be up against, uh, super excited. I know we're going to have some uh, fantastic nights, particularly here at Celtic Park, so looking forward to it. Yeah, that's the headline today, isn't it? The European nights will continue here in Glasgow. Celtic will be up against Leverkusen of Germany, Real Betis of Andalusia and the south of Spain, the great city of Seville. 
and Ferenc Varos, of course, the Hungarians who did the damage against Celtic in the Champions League qualifiers just over a year ago. And Rangers up against Lyon, Moussa Dembele coming to Ibrox. That'll be a warm welcome, won't it, for the former Celtic striker? Yeah, yep. he, he was a player that um, let the game up, let's mm. be honest. Um, he, he was really good for Celtic. I'm, I'm surprised. Look, I'm not saying Lyon, Lyon are a, a big club. Um, I expect him to go mm. even higher. I, I don't know. I know he went on loan mm. to Atletico Madrid. Um, last season, that's that's obviously no worked out. Um, but no, he he's he'll be a real danger. Um, but there's there's no better nights than European nights under the floodlights. Amazing, you can't beat that. Yep. Sparta Prague coming to town, and they're the better of the two teams. Obviously, Rangers now have that uh, experience of Slavia Prague, which uh, was one that they would rather forget. But Sparta Prague, strong team, and Bronby as well, the Danish champions. Mark, as you were saying in the in the first hour. Yeah, they beat the yeah. uh, Mitterland uh, by one point to, to the title um, last season. They've, they've had a slow start um, in the Danish uh, league this season, Paul. Um, six games played, only four points. They're, they're ninth position. I'm sure they'll, they'll eventually um, climb. But the thing about clubs such as, as Bromby and even Mitterland and, and, and you look at Altmar as well, as soon as they get two or three products and come through that the big boys come in and, and snap them up and it's always difficult so they, they might have one good year then a not so good year because they're trying to to replace the, the, the players that, that, that they lose so that's why I think that it will be difficult for Rangers but I think they've always been quite quite kind to them it's certainly one that they can get out of Yeah but I'm sure Rangers are looking at it and thinking we can get out of this mm -hmm. I've no doubt they can get out of it And how much would that be Mark then? Is that another five well, million? Get, well, depends yeah, how far you go but yeah, the next round Yeah who you get and stuff like that but um yeah, I mean, if you get through, first of all, you're guaranteed a full house. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote regardless of the opposition, you're in the knockout stages, last 32. Um, and, you know, if you get a, a, another German club or an Italian club or even an English club, you know, the, the television rights, all the different things, Paul, it's, it's massive. It's massive. Uh, it's massive money. It's worth millions and millions again. Stephen Davis, we heard from him earlier. He's been speaking about Sunday and the fans being back. Every club's going to find themselves in the same situation regarding the fans because just obviously what's happened in the past sort of year. So um, it's just something you have to adapt to. Um, I think the biggest thing for us as Rangers players who come to the club wanting to play in these games, them unbelievable games to play in. We know the hype that's going to be surrounding the game in the lead up to it and, and what it means to us and our fans. So as I say, our sole focus on is, is getting recovered, getting prepared for, for Sunday and then going out and, and performing in front of our crowd. Stephen Davis there. So Gary McAllister was in charge last night. They've flown back. They'll be back anytime soon. Six-hour journey back from Armenia. He was asked, though, before he left this morning, what's the latest on the injuries in the squad? Last night, we're, we're pleased to, to let you know that everybody came through unscathed. Uh, Scotty Arfield took a couple of blows on his on, on his big toe. Uh, took one early in the game, and then he got smashed on it later in the game. So, But after the game, he's, he's reported fine. So... Everybody came through unscathed last night, and obviously we'll get people coming back from suspension. Non-squad players will be coming into the reckoning as well. Um, that, that didn't travel: Bakuna, Barker, and Katic. So we're bolstered. You know, we'll get, we'll get a wee bit more bodies in the in the squad. And a bit more about the players available for Sunday. From the very onset of pre-season, you know, the the fact is we we haven't been able to pick pick the same team two games in a row due to a lot of issues. But it's only issues that every club have got to adapt adapt to. You know, with players coming back from red zones, with players coming back late from uh, the, the Euros, players from Copa America, with the players who did little niggly injuries, with the COVID issues. So we want to get some rhythm and we want to play a nice free-flowing style of football. But up until now, we've not been able to pick a team 
to, to get that rhythm. As we speak, it's growing, we're coming closer together, and that's that's the thing. No matter who's available for the game on Sunday, it's just that tight tightness and coming together. And whoever we put on the pitch on, on Sunday, they'll be they'll be fully committed. Fair bit in there, Barry. What do you think of what he was saying about the Rangers squad? I didn't even, I, I forgot all about Bakuna. I've been, yeah. been honest, he would have had a, a week's training behind him as well. Yeah. Um I've watched him a couple of times when he was at Huddersfield. Um, I think he could be a, a good addition, uh, just how he, how quickly he settles. Um, so I, I've no doubt he, he may be involved. But if you look at Rangers squad, it's a big squad. Mm. It's, a, it's a squad with a lot of quality. Um, so he's got big decisions to make on Sunday. And no big names have gone over the summer. We know there's four, hours, uh, four days to go in the transfer window, but he may keep the whole squad. I, I don't, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't see any of the big ones leaving. I.e. Morelos or Kent yep. or Kamara it looks if Kamara's close to signing a new deal mm. that's just uh, maybe a couple of days away and how um, big is that for Rangers? I, I think it's yeah. mate, listen Kamara for me just gets better with each game mm. I watch him um, I go back to the, the money they paid for him £50,000 what an yep. absolute snap that was but just a, a real good football player very easy on the eye keeps the game ticking um, so I think it was important that they got him tied down he had a good Euros as well, didn't he? For Kamara, he yeah, did, yeah. He did, yeah. He's very good. He's a quality player. Mm -hmm. I have to be honest, when, when Rangers signed him from the D, I watched him a couple of times with the D, I thought he was good, but I didn't think he was Rangers class. I, I was surprised, to be yeah. honest. Um, but uh, Neil McCann raved about him, and Neil, uh, I think, signed him for the D and managed him, so he knew what they were getting, and, he, and he's certainly um, been outstanding, you know, at 50 grand. Um, there's no doubt about it. I, I think Rangers, are, they have got a big squad. Um, that's why I think it will be trimmed come Tuesday it'll be trimmed down you know just bits off the edges that, that players that need to go and play and taking a bit uh, off the wage bill whether mm -hmm. one of the big guns goes or not whether you might see when you look at somebody for example um, Bassey really looking the part so mm -hmm. does that allow a kind of Barris extend maybe to, yep. to go and bring in some some money it will be interesting to see over the, uh, the 48 hours after the game um, on Sunday because uh, it depends the clubs that are in the markets for those kind of players when they can't get targets and eventually they'll turn to clubs like Celtic and Rangers and, and, and those players become sought after Late in the window What yeah. about Celtic then? They will make more signings Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking today Still got a few days to go so um, I expect it to, to still be some activity uh, could be ins and outs uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see but um, yeah still still working on a couple of things and uh, obviously you know, as the timeline gets tighter things get a little bit more challenging Um so, um, but still working on a couple of things and hopefully, yeah, still have some activity between now and the end of the window. What about Georgius Giacomakis? It looks as though he could be coming in two and a half million pounds. Um, the clubs have agreed a deal, haven't they? It's just getting his wage demands. Werder Bremen didn't want to pay. Yeah, they could. I think there was uh, financial restrictions on Werder Bremen, um, yep. Paul. Um, financial fair play. Yep, yep. Something, something along those um, lines. So, um, both accounts, you know, Postacoglu, you know, being, you know, Born in Greece, he'll still have contacts here. He'll still, you know, so there's maybe been, you know, conversations behind the scenes privately, whether it's with the player or, or, or his people. So that looks like one that Celtic are pursuing and want to get over the line um, over the next couple of days. Well, it's because they know he's got quality and also it's just to, to guard themselves should um, Edward be sold. Um, mm. A Yeti's just not, he's just not up to it. Griffiths, it's not going to happen for him um, at Celtic. So they, they are light in that kind of central uh, forward role and they need to address that I've seen yeah. Griffiths maybe Dundee yep I think it's best for Lee Griffiths to go and play he needs to play games of football yeah. I yeah. Can, uh, he's 
very, very pally with James McPake. They were at Livingston together. That's right, so yeah. um, that one for for me, um, that's one that could. It looks as if it's got a bit about I, it. I don't think Hibs they signed. I think it was James Scott in yeah. Aberdeen have have signed uh, Watkins. Yeah. So yeah. it looks to me if both of them are, are um, out the window now, and it looks they've done dear in the in the driving seat. Yep. And it's for Lee Griffiths. He just needs to go and get games of football under his belt and get back to what he does best, and that score goals. Man who's in the door is Josip Juranovic. He's speaking here briefly and about the influence of the former Celtic favourite goalkeeper. Arthur Boris. He was telling me that this is like big club uh, with uh, big fans uh, behind him, and uh, I think also that he is one of the reasons why I'm here. Yeah, he's persuaded him in the Legia Warsaw dressing room, and a little bit more about him coming to Celtic. I'm really happy, uh, really pleased to be here. Uh, this is like huge, huge club and huge step for me, and uh, I can't wait to play in front of the fans and uh, you also. And Mark, you were saying that he could be flexible. He's a right back, but he could. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, both accounts he came about. You know, he can, he can switch over if need be. But right backs, he's his favoured position, his natural um, position. But if he's got that in his locker, Paul, um, you know, to to move across, and you know, all the better for for Celtic. It just gives him that that extra dimension and and extra cover. And, and you know, you know, for example, if the budget that they've got there is of a certain amount, um, you know, if if Juranovic gives them that flexibility then it means that he can maybe just focus on two a couple of areas that he really needs and might think you know I, I can go with Greg Taylor and somebody else um, between now and, and January so it allows him to do that If Greg Taylor's injured who plays? Montgomery Do you think yeah. it'll be Montgomery or do you think they'll throw the new man Good in. question, aye. They think he's going to be okay that's, yeah. that's the word in the last hour or so that he should be Montgomery did well from what we saw last yeah. night when he came on although there was that horror time for the Celtic defence when they lost those two goals one of them the own goal Starfelt the manager was asked about the mistakes I guess it's a lesson to the players that you know sometimes things don't go to plan uh, there's things you can't legislate for and that is people are going to make mistakes they're, they're human beings it's, it's how we react to it and if you react in a positive way and don't let it take you too far away from the team you want to be then you can still get rewarded you know it's not always going to be um beautiful to see and 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 smooth sailing there's, there's going to be times where like any good boxing contest you're going to cop one on the chin you might go to the canvas important thing is you get back up and i thought last night the players got back up you take one on the chin barry in an old firm game before <laughs> took a right few in the chin um, the most important yeah. thing is you bounce back up uh, up off the canvas yeah yep. you Did... can't lie down and and let yourself suffer if a goal get, goes against you, if you're not having a great game, bad pass, bad mm. touch, you can't let it affect you. Because if you let it affect you, the game just passes you by, Paul. Did you give a few as well? A few dunks? Try to, yeah. try to. Yeah. <laughs> I got a few back right enough. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's what the, the, the games are. That's what it's all about, you know. I mean, it's who wants it most in the mm. day. It's, I mean, the most important thing I always had that in my mind was you have to have a good start. Your first pass, mm. your first touch, your first tackle, first header, all these sort of things. Um, but it's also sets well. you up. Mm. It's it's about keeping keeping your composure. Yeah. Even if things are going against you, just don't you know, don't go rogue, don't go off message, don't lose the plot, stay focused That's and make happened. sure eleven men stay on the pitch. That's what happened. My first three or four games, I was like a fan on the pitch. Oui. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Where I I just let it get the better of me. Mm. Where as I learnt with playing in a few mm. games and getting used to the occasion. 
I've had to try and focus and and do it that way because yeah, it does it it can affect you. Yeah. yeah, you've got to obviously prepare yourself right, prepare your mind right to make sure you're bang on it. Countdown is on till Sunday. We're on from eleven thirty. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. You'll be back next week. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and loads of your calls coming in. Right tomorrow, what have we got? Dundee United against Hearts. Barry, who do you fancy on that one? <laughs> I'm just laughing. Some of the chat we have when we're off earlier, what we watch. You were just saying that you watched Jim McDonald. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> I, somebody mentioned about no, some, about, some I, cruising. Mark, was no, it you? I'll be honest yeah, with you. My, my yeah. wife's away the other night. All right, in time. Aye, she's on... I'll be honest with you, I watch that. I like it. Programme's good. It's a good insight into it. Pushing the mood for a holiday, actually. Excellent. Yep. With Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Just no singing, Jane. Otherwise, no, no, she's magnificent. Yeah, she came into the radio station and she was was actually great. And uh, yeah, she's. Had quite a life. I don't know how we got to Jamie Donald. Well, <laughs> I'm getting ready here. Is for that yeah. mum or dad not for Motherwell or something like that? Ah, a, yeah. yeah. A, he's a lovely voice, a beautiful singer. <laughs> okay. I, I think I'm trying to talk about Dundee United against Hearts. Barry, I got nowhere. Mark, what do you reckon? Who's uh, going to win? Dundee United against Hearts. I think that's got a score drop or 1 1. Right, 1 1. Barry? What do yeah, you I'm going to agree. Yep. Dundee United, good result last week. Mm. Hearts, um, Drew with Aberdeen, yeah. Robbie going back to Dundee United also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. He's not been back since he, he left. So that'll be a feisty, feisty game. I'm going for a draw as well in that one. Good one to watch uh, tomorrow. Hibs-Livingston. We know the story. Hibs have started brilliantly. Joint top of the table. Livy at the other end. Yeah. Um, I can't see past Hibs, if I'm being yep. honest with you. Yep. I, I know Livingston, they, they need to get off. They need to get um, points on the board. They've not got any points. Uh, just now, no, Hibs too strong for me. Hibs too strong. Yeah, Hibs with a couple yep. of goals, Paul. And Motherwell, Dundee. Mark, what do you reckon? Motherwell off the mark? Uh, yeah, well, yep. um, Dundee had a good comeback against Hibs last mm-hmm. week. Obviously put Motherwell out the the, uh, the Premier Sports Cup a couple of weeks ago as well. Home advantage for Motherwell. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Motherwell and nick that 2-1. Right, 2-1. Barry? I'm going to go a draw in that one. Are you going for a draw? Yes. Okay, Terry, a Celtic fan, is on the line. Terry, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Evening, Barry. Evening, Mark. How are you doing, Terry? Hi, Terry. Enjoying the sunshine? Yeah. Certainly am. Certainly am, yeah. Yeah. How's the heart after last night in that uh, period? Well, the whole game, really, but that those moments of madness, but then the recovery in the second half? Well, certainly better the second half, but uh, well, I think we all know we're going to be prone to a mistake. This season is going to be exciting. Huh? Well, not exciting, but my nails don't think it's exciting. Yeah, that, that's what Frank was saying earlier on. So what are you thinking about for Sunday? Uh, well, I think obviously it's going to be a good football match. It's more it looks like there's more footballers on showing uh, a lot of composure with the players that are going to be involved. It's not like maybe older times when there's like a few hammer throwers in there. So given the way both teams play, I mean Rangers obviously play like expansive football as well, but the, the fullbacks pushing up, and I think that's where Celtic should maybe harm them on there. Obviously Rangers can get to us. They're central defenders, but I just think it'll be monumental if Celtic can try and sneak the win here uh, for the club, for the fans, and for pushing on this season. And usually, historically, even though it's just early doors in the season, but it's a massive three points, and it really gives it whoever wins it can kick on. And I know, and I know you'd only be three points behind, but it really yep. does historically, as I say, help that team. 
And do you think they will do that? I certainly do, yes. You do? Barry, he's saying it will be monumental. Yeah, I think it's yeah. prime for a brilliant game. Oh. Um, Terry's just said there, uh, Celtic can maybe get at Rangers because of the way the Rangers fullbacks. That's with Rangers, obviously, we spoke about earlier on in the show. That's where they get the width. Um, the way that Celtic play with the two fullbacks can away in the pitch. Their forward thinking players can hurt them, can hurt Rangers in behind. And also, Rangers can, can on the flip side, that Rangers can hurt Celtic because I think Celtic are still fragile. And I think Terry will agree with me. But going forward, both teams mm. are set up to go and attack. And that's why I think there's going to be a few goals in, the, in this game. Terry, scoreline. 4 2 Celtic. 4-2. Wow. Mark Guidi. That's a confident 4-2 for Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of goals. That's that's one for the fans. I'm just kind of... I've got my fingers crossed Alan McGregor's no playing. Mm. That's a good point as well, but, isn't it? Yeah, when's so the many last time Rangers... That'd yep. be an interesting one. When's the last time but Rangers conceded goals. four goals? Because they only lost yeah. four in the league. Yeah, we're saying there's going to be goals in the game, but if... We sell it with Joe Hart. I know Joe made a mistake last night, but you need to see the saves he made after his mistake. He's a quality goalkeeper, and then, as Terry just mentioned, there, Alan McGregor coming back. And you've got two top, top goalkeepers as well on show. Is Alan McGregor, sorry, is Alan McGregor back in? I don't know, Terry. don't know. All oh, right, right, sorry. I, 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 I don't know about what, what's been happening with all the COVID things. About, no, I've just not heard any confirmation of who's in, who's out. They're keeping it so quiet that even Jim White yeah. didn't know today. Um, <laughs> Alan McGregor doesn't know yet. <laughs> no, because he was there at Ibrox, uh, as we mentioned earlier. I think uh, just on, having uh, if Alan McGregor comes back, having, having the presence, yeah. we keep talking yeah. about... Aye. He Alan McGregor brings a presence to the Rangers' defence, mm. similar to what Joe Hart now does for Celtic over the last few weeks since he's come in. It's so important when you've got a goalkeeper like that. Terry, here's your manager speaking about uh, ins and outs. We heard a bit earlier on. What's the word on Christie and Edward? No, we're we going to hear from Ange Postacoglu on that. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I think both him and Hudson, obviously they're the two that the people are focused on. They look like players who, who want to leave. Now, that doesn't mean they won't. Um, but it shows that you know, they still feel for this club. You know, both of them have got a great history with this club. And you know, while they're wearing that shirt, they're, they're going to give everything they can. Now, what's going to happen in the next few days? Uh, to be fair, I haven't had a lot of clarity <laughs> in this last month or so. Everything's been a bit murky with, with everything that's been happening. Um, so I don't expect to be too clear-cut what happens over the next few days. But yeah, we just got to be agile and alert. And when things happen, be ready to, to act on them, both uh, in terms of you know, players coming in and players going out so that, again, we, we want to be in a strong position at the end of this uh, transfer window. We, you know, it's been a hectic time for us, but I think we've we've done a pretty good job so far um, and we really want to come out of it, you know, this window with you know, to be in the strongest possible position. Are they staying or going? Well, Paul, I'm, I'm just thinking one word was yeah. coming out of my head there in terms of, again, just so honest with what he's saying. Mm. Um, roller coaster for Celtic. In terms of chat, because he doesn't know. It's one of the ones where he's saying, I want them to stay. They're not giving me any signals they want to leave. That said, at 10 o'clock on Tuesday night, both of them could be sold. You know, yeah, that, one that, thing I will it. say about Edward when I've watched uh, the last few Celtic games, his work rate has stepped up. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. That was Edward, you know, last season and the yeah. season before, where you've seen him working defenders, closing people yeah. down. I've seen that in the last few games. Trying to get his move. Mm. Terry? Yeah. yeah. It, and he's showing a keenness yeah. to yeah. maybe. He wants a bit, a bit to be part of yeah. A bit of everything. Yeah. Terry? Yeah. With, with the, I think when I, yeah. I heard them speaking there and they said, oh, one thing I do know, they'll give their all in the shirt, that just sounded right away to me. They're off. 
Tidsvis right. tog det på is her. Altså først og fjerde der. Så we'll see what happens on Tuesday, but I hope I've got replacements lined up. Yeah, Geomachus looks as though that is going to be on, doesn't it, Mark? Mm-hmm. Yep, the, yeah, the striker. Uh, the yep. from Dutch football. Yep, top scorer in the Eredivisie uh, last year. So, yeah, uh, if you're getting him in for two and a half to three million quid, uh, Paul, I know I've said mm-hmm. in this programme that Celtic should be looking higher than that in terms of uh, money, but there are bargains at two and a half, three million quid that work out. Look at just look at Kurahashi, yeah. uh, Furuhashi rather yep. at, uh, at four million quid. Mm-hmm. So. Joe Hart at a million quid, you know, already. So there's there's plenty, there's plenty out there, but they're certainly covering their bases so far. But there's still a lot of work to be done. Have you Celtic. seen much of this this boy, the I'm Greek striker? Yeah, ah, he's got a bit about him. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. he's got a bit about him. Good finisher. Because um, if Edward goes, they are. It looks of Griffiths, as I said, yeah. is mm-hmm. going out and loan um, Ayeti. Doesn't he look if he's he's no. going to be part of it? So that's somewhere that Celtic do need to strengthen. Good point. Yeah. Need to. What would winning in Sunday? He was asked about it today. Here is Ange Postecoglou. It's a game you want to win for sure. Um, and you know, whenever the pendulum swings one way or another, and there's dominance on one side or the other, it's it, it, you need at times to have that circuit breaker just to 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 sort of swing momentum um, to us, but. Yeah, that's that's more of a, a singular task for the weekend um, rather than something that, uh, as I said earlier, is going to define our season. It's it's there's our challenge, you know, and, and every game has a new challenge for us. And, and the challenge on on the weekend is to to face a yeah a, a strong opponent in their own backyard um, where the records against us will. You know, that's that's the arena we want to be in to test ourselves. Terry, do you miss the days when you could go to Ibrox, part of the eight thousand? Oh, Did we be there? Loved it. Loved every time going there, aye. Uh, it's, a, yeah. it's a great atmosphere, aye. But, oh, Barry, I probably said about Celtic Park as well, yeah. but I've uh, just been, been there and been in the minority. And, uh, it's just it's, it's not the same, as it? I just hope one day they can maybe sit round a table and agree on things. Exactly, common sense. Yeah. There's Terry talking as a Celtic yeah. fan. Love going to Ibrox. That, that's what makes it special, mm. Paul. They, they need to get round about the table and sort this out. And here's Stephen Davis talking about the fans being back. Yep, it's all Rangers fans. Every club's going to find themselves in the same situation regarding the fans because just obviously what's happened in the past sort of year. So um, it's just something you have to adapt to. Um, I think the biggest thing for us as Rangers players you come to the club wanting to play in these games, them unbelievable games to play in. We know the hype that's going to be surrounding the game in the lead up to it and, and what it means to us and our fans. So as I say, our sole focus on is, is getting recovered, getting prepared for, for Sunday and then going out and performing in front of our crowd. Terry, we're going to get predictions. Okay, stay with us. We've got <laughs> yours for two. Uh, Aberdeen, Ross County, is it home win for Lewis and, and Aberdeen? They're going to bounce back, Barry? Yeah, I think Aberdeen. Yep. You think Aberdeen? Yep. Mark? Yeah, Aberdeen by a couple of goals. Terry, what do you think? Aberdeen or Ross County? Oh, Aberdeen. 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 Right, and Terry, St Mirren against St Johnson? A draw, one each. One each. Barry? Yeah, I'm going to go with Terry. I think that will be a draw as well. And uh, Mark, disappointing last night, two sent off as well. No time today to go on about it. But what do you think tomorrow? I'm uh, on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, I'm going to go two-one St. Johnson. Two-one St. Johnson, and Rangers again. Celtic. So Terry, you're still at four-two. You haven't changed. No. Oh yeah, it's going to be a cracker. Yep. Mark, what do you reckon? Uh, I'll text in when I see the teams. (laughs) Um, uh, At the moment, I honest to good, and and I'm not. Sitting the fence, I genuinely believe it at the moment. 2 2. Only 2 2, not 3 3. Mm. <laughs> 2 2. Barry Ferguson, what do you reckon? 4 2 Rangers. 
No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding, Terry. Um, I, I think it's going to be close. There's going to be more than a couple of goals. I'll go Rangers 2-1. Rangers 2-1. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scorer for the opposition for Celtic, is it Kyogo? Yeah, but, but listen, Rangers need to keep him quiet. Mm-hmm. He's a buzz bomb, he's a live wire. Um, he does, he is the one player that Rangers need to keep quiet. And for Rangers, who's going to be man of the match? Is it going to be Morellas who's going to do it? Well, he needs to because he missed a few chances last night. Very unlike him. Um, so, well, yep, Morelos score. Terry, thanks for the call. Thanks, Mark. We'll see you back on Monday. And Barry, we'll see you on Sunday at 11.30. Stevie Lennon is up next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.